Okay, so we're on episode eighty-two, um, eighty-three, um, eighty-four, eighty-two, eighty-two. I was right yeah. the first time. Of course, I was. I was only joking that there's other words. So episode eighty-two. Couldn't finish your drink before. Episode you start. eighty-two of Crit Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. We're here finally. We made it to the final episode. Um, the last ever episode of Crit Apocalypse. Last ever episode of Crit Apocalypse, episode yeah. 82. Yeah. We should have ended at 69, shouldn't we? Nice. Fuck. Anyway, so we're, we're I don't know if people know us. Mm. I don't know if they're just wondering, because we're fairly early in. You've been watching a lot of Funhouse recently, aren't you? That's why you're saying the last ever episode of Crit <laughs> yeah. Apocalypse. just going to start saying the last ever episode every episode. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, people who are new to the podcast may not know what we do. So, uh, here's what we do. We talk about the, uh, liberal agenda, the left tards and the, and the LGBT, um, assassins. You know, we talk very strongly about Trump. You know, God bless Trump. He's going to save us from the uprising of the liberal cucks. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, people should know, like, hell Hitler. Not in a, not in a real, like, not in a real Nazi way, but like in a fun way. Like, there are bad guys on both sides, mostly the liberals. They're the tattoo the says V Jews, V. Yeah. You know, just let's think about that for a See, second. See, I thought we just reviewed games and movies and stuff. Oh, shit. Is this the wrong podcast? Yeah. Wait, I thought Crew Apocalypse was the one where we talk about how we're going to, you know. No. We're not going to no. talk about the bad hombres. No. We're not going to talk about those people that believe that religion. No. Shit, guys, I'm sorry. Um, uh, fuck, can we go back? No, we're doing it live. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit, we're going to lose a lot of audience members. Oh, shit, guys. Oh, we're going to lose, like, one. Yeah, there's going to be, like, a whole one person who... who... Oh, fuck. Bye, Thomas. <laughs> okay, well, let's... I mean, let's try and let's try and bring this back, shall we? So, we are a pair of liberal left-hard idiots who talk about stuff and things that we do... Soy boys. Soy boys? Mm-hmm. I actually do drink soy milk. I'm drinking soy milk right now. Actually, this is this is seed milk. When you say seed, so who, who's seed? Seed milk. <laughs> so is it your seed? It's fairly vague who it comes mm, from, uh. but there is some sunflower in here. Yeah. And he was nice on a man. Anyway, we are a pair of soy boy. What 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 would they be? Sk- transgender? We're trans. We can be transgender, can't we? I don't. I mean, know it's I not could. a choice. I don't think. No. But, I mean, we could be. I don't There's- think I could be. Have you put a dress on? No. Have you ever tried anal sex? No, it's no. That's where poo comes from. Can you? All right. You're supposed to be reviewing things. Sorry, sorry. I'm getting. I see. Look, this is the problem. I was. I was. This is why the clothes. Hopefully, we're not streaming live on the internet so people can see this. But I am in full. Mm-hmm. Regalia. I put on the mm-hmm uniform because I thought I was doing a podcast with the mm-hmms. Um. So. I don't want to say the word because, again, that might upset some people. But so you guys are aware, that won't affect what we do in the slightest. We're still a pair of cucks talking about some cuckish stuff. So is it my turn first this week? Yes, please. Get on with it. Okay, so my first review this week is going to be Islam. I mean, fuck. Fuck. I can't. I just can't bring my... My first, my first review this week is going to be a piece of media that very much upset some of my friends. Not All me. Right. I loved it All because right. I love video games. And as a video gamer, 
I like shooting things, but sometimes they do point the guns at the wrong people. I'm, of course, talking about Wolfenstein 2. You've already viewed Wolfenstein 2, haven't you? The new Colossus, no. Haven't you? No. Oh, okay, well, get on with it then, you so, cuck. So, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, is a, is a game about one of those liberal cucks, like us, rising up. He's Jewish, because all the bad guys are Jewish. I don't know if you've read the Bible recently, Ant. Those Jewish people in there aren't very nice. Bloody Soros. Exactly. George Soros. Soromon. Gandalf. They're in there. Um, and, you know, like, they, you know, they like to paint us, you know. Can you just review the Imagine game? people dressed like I'm dressed now, doing stuff that just, just to help the world move on and, you know, do, do what it needs just to, to guide review it. the game. And, you know, it, it put me off. Put me off buying this game for a while, but now I've bought it and I've played it. And as long as I imagine that I'm shooting at the real bad guys, liberals, I tend to find it's quite an enjoyable experience. Would you like to know some, some, would you like to know the story of the game? Just, Just a little summary? Let's go for a little summary. So you play a horrible Jewish man named BJ Blaskowicz, who goes around shooting possibly innocent people. I'm not going to say they are. I'm not going to say they aren't. There are bad guys on both sides. But, you go around shooting these. Just review the game. I am. You're messing around. I'm not messing around. I'm reviewing Don't the game. Don't mess around. You'll mess around too much. Oh, will people take this seriously? Probably, or they'll just like get tired and switch. Trump off. will listen to it, and then we'll get like a million followers. Trump can't hear anything except for his own bollocks. Anyway, so you play BJ Blazkowicz, and you go around shooting a bunch of Nazis. There is some plot. You're trying to resist. You're trying to build the resistance in America and free them from the Nazi uprising, which has happened, you know, obviously due to the previous events of the game. <laughs> events of the previous game, should have said. Um, it's very fun. It's very fast. I think that there are a couple of elements they try to bring in from Doom 2016, which don't work. Feels a bit more like they've pointed it towards. There's like a lot of corridor-based stuff. There was in the last one. There was in the last one, but like. It doesn't feel the same. All right. No. You know? Nah. Anyway, I'd still highly recommend it. It's a solid 9 out of 10. Or as I'd call it, an Oprah Winfrey. In- Winfrey. Sorry. Oprah Winfrey. Burning on an upside down cross. And your review. really that's... This is the new ratings. We we are... We, look, okay, right. Look, I know that I've I've tried to separate my beliefs... From the podcast, so I can seem like a fun guy. So I can seem like a fun guy who likes everyone. But in reality, yes, I'm one of the Trumps guys. I'm one of the... Not the Soy Boys. What's the guy's name who does the Soy Boy videos? I I admire him greatly. I just can't remember his fucking name. Paul Joseph Watson. Is that his name? The one who does them from his mum's basement. The one who's literally just a pair of lips and an arsehole. He's complaining because um, YouTube have hit two strikes against Infowars channel now to like, um, you know, like they can get removed. They've broken the rules yeah. too many times and all this sort of stuff. He says YouTube's trying to stop that news getting out and it's like, it's not a news fucking show. Look, right. <laughs> if I was selling rat shit capsules to people, I'd be upset if someone was impacting my... I'm not rat shit capsule. I'm talking, of course, about the new Infowars pill, brain medicine. Take brain medicine daily to make sure that you get that daily dose of Great brain activity. Contains soy. Contains soy. <laughs> and also may cause... Um, what was the um, Mario... No, no. What is the stuff you get from animal shit? 
Animal, more animal no, shit? No, toxic plasmosis. Toxic sure, plasmosis. why not? What is the stuff that the guy gets from train spotting? Oh, the, the fucking the curtain's starting to slip. I'm giving up this facade that I know all about well, the Nazis. Get on with... I'm trying to integrate so that I can breed with their women and then get people not to be Nazis anymore. Oh, they're all gross. Yeah, but that's a little worse. Oh. Basically, the penis wants everything. <laughs> no, all right, okay, fine, fine, whatever. Yeah, I give this a Julianne Moore. Ah, no, Jeff Bridges. I'll give it a Jeff Bridges. It's pretty much the same score. It's not the best you can manage it. Yeah, Wolfenstein 2, it's a great game. It's oh. real nice, real good. They make some mistakes, but all in all, it's still a really fun game. Plus, you get to shoot a bunch of dickheads in the face. Let's face it, Nazis are cunts. Mm. That's not that's not a provocative thing to say, is it? No, no, it's, it's, I think we're supposed to agree that they're bad. No, because they're a but bunch everyone of Everyone seems to think that it's bad now to say they're bad. Yeah, I think Nazis are cunts. Do you think Nazis are cunts? Yeah. Do you know who's not a Nazi? who I think people would really respect if they came out and said they weren't a Nazi and they don't like Nazis? Paul Rudd. Paul, no. On to your review, Ant. What's your first review this week? I don't know. Um, fuck it. Um, I got Mario Odyssey. Great. Paul Rudd's in that. No, he's not. He's not in Mario Odyssey. Super Mario Odyssey. I should have got it last year, but I didn't. I got it this year. Um, it's fantastic. It's How many fantastics, fantastics would you give it? It's very fantastic. Lots of fantastics. What's your favourite thing about Mario? He jumps. So, like, Mario Odyssey, Bowser wants to get married to Peach, and he kidnaps her, as you do. Again. You know, the normal way of approaching getting it's a married. Real, real long courtship. I've actually and, read in a book recently given to me by a friend, again, one of these people that we were trying to cater to at the beginning of the episode, saying, How to make women love you? Parentheses. Date rape drugs for beginners. Hmm. How do you feel about that as a title? Stop trying to shop your books on the podcast. I didn't write it. No, it was written by McNatt Luce. Uh, completely different name. Yeah. I'm Matt Klaus. You're done. McLatt Luce. Completely different person. You're done. Did you know that you can make date rape drugs from just washing up powder and a brick? <laughs> <laughs> You get you get annoyed when you when you sort of find something funny. I've interrupted too many times. So I'll stop. Especially reviewing stuff. All right, people will right. turn off. People won't turn off. Yeah, I'll they are always them. turned on done. when they're listening. They're always they're turned done. On. They are always turned off when they're oh. turned on when they're listening to us. Right, Super Mario Odyssey. Yep, it's really really good. You get Bowser's kidnapped Peach again because it's not very original. No, and he's gonna put on a wedding. And he's okay. going around the world stealing things to make the perfect wedding for Peach, which if he didn't kidnap her and he had been caught in her for some way, some time, and wasn't stealing stuff would be quite sweet. It'd be very romantic. Yeah, he's got like the perfect cake and the perfect wedding dress and all this sort of stuff sorted. It'd be like that TV show where they let the groom um, plan the wedding, except he's actually good at it. But, and um, doesn't just care about what he wants. Yeah, but he... You know, Men. Kidnapped her, so that's not good. Um... But you know, to save her, you get your your hat gets shredded, and a ghost hat thing called Cappy takes over, and it lets you. It's a ghost. Yeah, they like it's, it's sort of like their world's like Spoilers. a boo world where they got hats, where they float around wearing hats. All right, um, it's a bit Tim Burtony their world. Yeah, but um, yeah, you sort of go around, you throw your hat on things, take control of different creatures to get around the platforming, and every stage has got a whole bunch of moons in it, and. The story, like, there's like 999 moons to get and you'll finish the story by the time you've got like 200 of them and like, there's no way you can collect them all before you finish the story. You have to finish the story and then, to unlock all the rest and the yeah. extra levels and stuff. 
But um, yeah, it's like just that usual pitch perfect gameplay, lots of creativity and fun and like the, just the way of jumping around and throwing your hat and bouncing off it and things like that. You can use it in creative ways to get around levels. And I've seen people like breaking the sequence of running of like there's there's running events you get after you finish the story. Yeah, and you have to race a Cooper and beat him to the to a point. And people are using the hat to jump around and flip onto things and do all sorts of crazy shiz. Is it like? Um, is it? A, sorry to interrupt. Um, is it a bit like know. Breath of the Wild, where it feels like you want to break it? Every time you try and break it, it looks like they've actually already worked that out. Yeah, yeah. It's like anywhere you get to, they chuck coins on, and like, so you get to some really obscure hidden place, you'll find coins up there that they've placed to reward you for getting to somewhere, like hidden coins as well. So you don't know they're there until you get there. Nazi cunts. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's like it's a brilliant pitch perfect gameplay again. There's like so much stuff in it. There's like so many little costumes to get, and um, like the levels are full of creative, imaginative ways around them, and. They're like, they're not massive, like huge, huge stages or mm. anything. Some of them are bigger than others, but they're a decent size and they're like a playground. Like the new Donk City stages is like a fantastic playground. I have heard great things about that. And when you um enter a stage, it kind of goes, oh, here's an objective for this stage. And it will usually be fight these bloody rabbit things that mm. are like the reoccurring villains through the series. Basically replacing the Cooper kids, essentially. Yeah. Um, And you're like work your way towards them, beat them, and then it'll be like, here's the second stage of this area and you have to work your way towards that. But along the way, you'll be getting moons as you go and stuff. And, you know, and just little things like not sending you back to a hub world or something every time you collect a moon. You know, like in the older Mario games, whenever you get a star it sends, or shine in Mario Sunshine or whatever, mm-hmm. it sends you back to the hub world and you have to go back into the level again to carry on. Yeah. And without, it just doesn't have that. So you just get a moon. He goes, jumps up and then you carry on and keep running. Um, And yeah, it's just like, there's a lot to it as well. There's like 17 stages, I think it is, or something like that. And these stages are like these small open world areas. Yeah, like they all just like go around. They've all got like little doors to go in for bonus areas, and there's like warp pipes that take you into 2D little platformy sections you have to navigate. And it's all really just clever, inventive stuff. They've really like they've taken what they've got and they've they've sort of extrapolated as much as they can, which Nintendo do well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't imagine how long it must take them to think up of like a lot of the challenges on stages because it doesn't really repeat. A mm. massive amount of them. There's a bunch of things where you can get moons in really simple ways. Like there'll be um, every stage usually has a area where there's a bunch of these small little moons to collect, and you collect five, and it opens up another one. And they'll but they'll be in like their own contained level. Yeah. Um, the friggin' boss battles are fairly easy, and you might get it encourages you to rush through the game as quick as possible. It really yeah. does just go get to this, get to this, get to this, mm. charge for it. But um, yeah, when you get to the end of the game, and you got something like. I think it's 250 or 300 of the moons or something. It unlocks another stage where it's a boss rush and you've got no health pickups and you have to try and beat all the bunny rabbit bosses in harder versions in like one go. And that's have challenging. Have you done it yet? No, I, I went in there once with all my health. I had six, because you have three health and you collect an extra thing to give you six health like mm-hmm. usual. And I tried it and got about like two thirds of the way through it. And I was like, this is going to be difficult. I'm going to have to come back when, I've, when I know what's going. Because I didn't know it was going to be a boss rush. I thought uh. there'd be... I figured it was going to be something like that, but I figured they might give you health pickups along the way, but nah, none of the, no health pickups <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, and there's like a bonus stage you unlock when you finish it, which is fantastic. Like, just little callbacks to old Mario stuff, and yeah, loads of really obscure Mario costumes hidden away in there, and you can dress as Waluigi, the sexiest of what? all Mario characters. What? Yeah. Fuck me sideways. Yeah, fuck you dry. We have confirmed Waluigi. Yep, confirmed can we just, Waluigi. can we just quickly, can we just confirmmed? Waluigi. Waluigi confirmed. Excellent. Excellent. 
Um, Wait, but the important question, though. We've got Waluigi. Hmm. How about Wario? Yeah, I've unlocked his hat. I haven't locked his costume yet. <sighs> the costume's only a few moons away. We cannot confirm Wario. But they've added a um, new DLC to um, just this week, which is um, they've got a thing where Luigi's floating around and he'll hide a balloon to go get, and other players can hide balloons for other players to find. Awesome. But they've been hide- people have apparently been glitching out and hiding them into the walls and stuff like that, so uh-huh. people can't get them. Um, trust the internet to ruin everything. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, um, I forgot. Confirmed Luigi? Yeah, confirmed Luigi, yeah. Yes. Um, he comments on your Luigi. costumes, which is quite nice I've as well. Seen, I have yeah. seen some screenshots that yeah. I am on, as you know, Twitter. Mm. I have seen mm. tweets. But they've um, they've added three new costumes as well, mm-hmm. which is cool. Because you know there's a, there's like the boxer shorts costume he has, which is the swimming costume? Yeah. And he's got a knight costume as well. So now, and a skeleton costume. So mm-hmm. now you can recreate the three stages of life of Arthur from Ghouls and Ghosts. Knight in shining armour, boxer shorts, dead skeleton. Can you get gold armour? No, it's silver armour. Maybe they'll do gold armour as a later one. Because you remember you get gold armour yeah. in Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah, yeah, that was a boat upgrade. Yeah, they have yeah. to do that. Um, they also added a musician's costume, which is basically the pinstripe suit, one in red. Hmm. Um, and they've added a Mario Sunshine-themed costume, which is good, because that's the one that was missing. Yeah. Because out of all the costumes, there's like Dr. Mario costume, there's a fucking, like... Um, Sort of Donkey Kong era Jumpman costume where the red's pale and the blue blue shirt, red dungarees, like but pale, sort yeah. of looking. Um, there's a freaking Professor Mario, which is like it was like I think that was inside one of the instruction books for one of the Game Boy games or something. And there's a Mario wearing a US flag costume, which was from Golf on the Game Boy. Like loads of really obscure stuff. There's a Diddy Kong costume as well, which is pretty bad. Hmm. But um, yeah, the Mario sixty four one is one I keep wearing as well, which just makes you look like the Mario sixty four model. Of, yeah, and it's like the proper proportion as well. His head's slightly bigger and all this sort of stuff. Um, and there's a little Mario 64 area you can get to as well, which has all got like NES, um, N64 style graphics in it. But um, yeah, fantastic freaking game. Like, um, would have been a strong contender of a game of the year if I'd played it last year, but I didn't. So Breath of the Wild got game of the year for me. Hmm. But um, yeah, so so freaking dense. And like, I'm, I'm going to be playing. I don't know if I'll get all 999 moons because that's, oh God, that's a Herculean challenge that I keep looking at and going, no. But um, I'll try. I'll try. A lot of people have already done it, haven't they? Yeah, because people are robots and they're freaks. They've got nothing better to do. Like some people finished Yakuza 0 in a week. What's wrong with them? It's impossible. And some people don't have jobs. I know, exactly. Anyway, um, you review your second thing, you flaccid... Penis. So there was a movie event this year that a lot of people, a lot of people were excited for. Um, pardon? Were they? Well, yeah. I think that the series has an established. Well, I'm going to review the Cloverfield Paradox because I don't have anything else. So you're going to review the Cloverfield Paradox? No. Well, there is there is a series of films that have an established canon and. Oh, not the Cloverfield then, because there's no established canon to that. Go. They have an established can- canon of format, and, you know, they've been making them for years. Like, I think we're probably 20 years into these these movies being made now. Um, and the studio that make them, they're responsible for some of the heavy hitters, and the quality trickles down. Let's get on, Vic, I need to put the title in the, in the so, time code. So, this week I watched a Disney movie. <laughs> oh. Now you let me just quickly let me just quickly go through this with you. So Disney, you've got Marvel, hmm. Star Wars, hmm. and then you've got Disney's own original films and Pixar and all of these studios. Just incredible, Brazzers. what Yeah, incredible amounts of money and talent, and it trickles down, doesn't it? Trickles down, trickles Porn down, hub. trickles down, and then in the gutter, in G- the gutter, you find 
Disney's original TV movies. Oh. So I'm going to just give That's you... That's where I'm, you find tomorrow's leading stars, though. Exactly. Kurt Russell, Mark exactly. Wahlberg. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Oh, Kurt Russell, the computer wore tennis shoes. Yeah. Um, the strongest kid alive. All right, so... I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm gonna say some words to you, and you tell me if you recognise. Oh, we're playing them. Number Wang. High School Musical. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Just yeah. You remember High School Musical? Yeah. How about the How about the Cheetah Girls? No. Oh yeah. No? I yeah. That you remember the TV Girls? show or something? How How about the Descendants? Uh, no. What are you What are you doing? Well, I recently re- I recently watched the newest Disney made-for-TV musical comedy. Alright. Disney Zombies. What? Disney's Zombies. Why? So, let me just paint you a picture. Please don't. Disney Zombies is a curious movie. They want to tackle a lot of issues. I'm going to try and just list a few of these issues. Actually, fuck no. I'm going to tell you the plot and then you tell me what issues you think they tackle. We are opening in a world in which... An accident at the local limeade factory, or lime soda as they call it, has caused half the populace to become zombies. Yeah. Right? That's okay. normal. Right. That's why Panda Cola was shut down. Exactly. One half of the town, you got the normie humans, right? And the other half of the town, you got your brain-eating zombies. And to keep the brain-eating zombies from being brain-eating... Because that wouldn't be very Disney. They've made a bracelet mm. that electronically causes pulses to go through the zombie's body so that they don't want those brains no more. No more. So Disney Brain-o. advocating like electroshock therapy. Well, there's something funnier about this. Think about the side Is where this all like the humans... that film Fido? Eh, not just yet. <laughs> not just yet. So think about the side where all the humans live. Mm. What do you think that side looks like? probably quite nice it's quite nice isn't it yeah what colours do you think they have mostly all of them like pastels bright pinks you know blonde hair yeah do you think everybody lives in nice houses yeah like Edward Scissorhands they live in some pretty nice houses before Edward fucks it all up okay now let's go over the other side of the track is it the ghetto it is the ghetto but not only is it the ghetto they have a curfew is it the wire it's Michael B. Jordan there no Michael B. (laughs) that would be amazing not only are they in a ghetto but also, and this is this is key to the whole thing, what do you think they have in place to keep those zombies under control? Cops. No. <laughs> With guns. They have uniforms they have to wear. Oh right, are they white uniforms. No, they're they're these like jumpsuits. Mm-hmm. They have their control bracelets that stop them from wanting to eat brains. They also have menial jobs. Oh. There's a zombies only school. And our story starts, guess what day it is? Tuesday. Nope, it's a Monday, the oh. first day of school, and the zombies again introduced to the human school. Oh. What the do wrong you side think? of the tracks. <laughs> what do you think that's about? Can you just get on? Okay, so here's the weird thing, right? Zombies is like clearly a metaphor for race, right? All right. It's kind of a metaphor for race. It's like kind of a metaphor for race, but also government control. The weird thing is that Although the humans have all the nice shit, there are poor humans still. But then the zombies have all this just like middling shit, menial jobs. But there aren't poor zombies. Like the zombies seem to subsist I mean, below zombies, the poor people. Mm. So and also, race is a thing. There you have black and white people that doesn't seem to actually thinking about it. There are not a lot of non-whites in the human side. 
Of course not. I mean, they'd be the first ones to... Anyway, boy zombie meets girl, and they fall in love. Turns out the girl's hiding a secret. That's right. Her blonde hair's a wig. She's actually got very white hair in a very, very sexy pixie cut. Did I say sexy? I don't mean sexy. She's 17. In real life, not in the movie. In the movie, probably younger. Gonna stop this now, because I'm rambling. Anyway, I didn't Google her age. Anyway, Disney Zombies is tripe. Wait, didn't it's- this film come out in the cinema a few years ago, and there was... No, that was one Beast body. was in it. Yeah. That was one body. That was actually all right. Was it? Yeah, it's not a bad film. I recommend it. Yeah. No, this is just dog shit. Ah. This is absolute dog shit. They sing a song, and when the human side is singing, they're doing like jazz and tap and stuff. When the zombie side is singing, they're doing rap and stomping, like stomp the yard. Like, it's So the white people are appropriating the black music, and then the black people, the zombies, are (laughs) doing rap, because that's the ghetto music that black people do. Yeah. So the white people are doing jazz and swing. See. No, not so much swing. It's a weird film. I recommend you watch it because it gave me a bunch of weird feelings. Right. There are some parts that made me laugh, which is kind of bad. Does get eaten? No one gets eaten. Shit zombies. Also, they hack, about they hack the band so that he can activate or deactivate it. And if he deactivates it, he gets super strength and gets to play on the football team. Oh, good for him. Like Team Wolf. Yeah, a bit like Team Wolf. <laughs> But the problem is the band is actually hurting him. Oh, they feel pain, these zombies. Yeah, because it's electrocuting them. Um, They feel pain. But the band is actually hurting him more when he selects it over to the other side. So that's causing him issues. And he doesn't think he can keep doing it because it's sort of causing him... Basically, they're they're humans that have a bad day every so often. And the band stops... Are they sure they're actually zombies? Well, there is a scene in which... They don't sound very zombie-like. It just sounds like they've put bracelets on people to electrocute them. Yeah, and they have green hair. And then, yeah. like, white makeup. Uh-huh. No one rots. No one rots. Like, if you're thinking of zombies, like, you know, returning. They have custard dead. creams on their face for f- flaky skin. <laughs> yeah, no, just <laughs> flaky skin. Not even like that. Not uh-huh. even like that. It's not even that good. They're just people that are painted slightly pale uh-huh. and they have green hair. Uh, so, we're talking friggin' uh, Dawn of the Dead. We're talking zombies. Disney zombies. <laughs> yeah, we're talking Dawn of the Dead talking zombies. Disney's zombies. We've got some pea green paint. We're going to slap it on everyone. Um, and if you were thinking that they end the conflict between humans and zombies, there wasn't a conflict. If you think that they reappropriate, no, the humans, zombies should be happy with their position in the world. <laughs> that Donald Trump, he said that there's bad people on both sides, mostly on the zombie side. There's some bad hombres. Mm. Um, it is terrible, but it's so curiously terrible. Like it feels like they had three people and they went, "You, your issues, race. Your issues, acceptance. Your issue is." Disney used to do films about dogs getting lost and, like, I don't know, people wanting to be on the sports ball team. Yeah, that's He does. He wants to be on the football team, uh, but he's on the football team, wins a bunch of football games, and then at the end becomes a cheerleader to save the world and stop the are fighting. Are any of them handsome enough to be the next Zac Efron? No, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. Even Zac Efron's not the next Zac Efron, though, right now. Zac Efron is hot. Mm. They should do a film with him and Chris Hemsworth just going around being bros. Oh, that'd be great. No plot, just... Them hanging out. Just being like nice bros, though. Yeah. Because I imagine they're both actually we nice make bros. make Dude, Where's My Car, but make it good. Do you think that? Do you think they're nice bros? They seem like nice bros. Yeah, Chris they? Hemsworth does. Yeah. Like, if you had Zac Efron and Chris Hemsworth, and they were just going around, just like, they, maybe you just followed them for like Idea a Idea for a film. All three Hemsworth brothers. There's a third one. I know. Um, he's, in, he's in Westworld. One of them gets hired to be in a really big blockbuster movie, and mm. Chris is outraged that it's not him who got the job. Because by rights, it should be him who gets the big blockbuster movie. He is the most movie. handsome and big. And it all entirely comes down to a clerical error. They hired the wrong Hemsworth. 
and it's all just like him trying to prove that he's the one who should have got the role. And, we can call it Hemsworth. And Liam's stuck him in the middle. Zworth question nothing. mark. And Liam's stuck in the middle going, I don't know which side to stick on. I'm going to go be in Expendables and he gets killed straight away when they Hunger realise they got the wrong one. I'll be in the What's prequels. the other Hemsworth called? Ted Hemsworth? Tim, Tim Hem- Hemsworth. Tim, Tim Hemsworth. Yeah. He's quite handsome. Do you remember they hired Chris Hemsworth to be in Star Trek 2009 then killed yeah. his character off in yeah. the first five minutes because he's just some guy from home and away. Mm-hmm. And then and then he became four. <laughs> and now they want to make a Star Trek film where Captain Kirk goes and hangs out with his daddy because his even, daddy's Chris Hemsworth. Even though his dad was only captain for like five minutes. No, his dad was captain for ages. No, it wasn't. His dad was promoted as captain and then like in the film, he, I think the, the main guy died. He was taken out. Yeah, he was commander, whatever. Yeah. In Star Trek, if you're the most senior officer on the bridge, you're the captain. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. Even if an admiral steps onto the bridge and takes command of the vessel, he becomes a captain. It's like, that's how it works. Right, you're done. With, what was that yeah, film called? Disney Zombies. Dis- um, it's just called Disney Zombies. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Can I... Can I can it's called Disney Zombies? Yeah, yeah, it's called Disney Zombies. Can I... Can I before... They're going to remake The Wiz soon, aren't they? Yeah. And it's going to be racist as fuck. Well, they couldn't make a film about fucking zombies without bringing race into it. Yeah. Um... <sighs> Let me just let me just what find that. What are you doing? What are you doing? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Get on with it. All right, I'm gonna get on with it. I'm just I'm just getting I'm getting it to the point that I need to. Oh. This is an audio podcast, and you're sitting here. I know, I know. It's it's audio. Fiddling with your phone. I don't want to hear this because we will get content ID and SoundCloud will shut us down. This is a film about zombies. Yeah, but SoundCloud will block our video and take so it off. So if it goes over thirty seconds. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make oh. a difference. Disney will just claim it. All right, guys, just upload Disney stuff. Watch Disney Zombies. It's real bad. Uh, watch it because it's a confusing, muddling mess of race allegories and <laughs> and everything. Else. It's just dog shit. Like, I don't know how to... It's such a fucking mess, it's hard to categorise. But uh, I give it a... I give it a David Spade. It's just a little bit better than Adam Sandler, really. It doesn't hate people. Why do you not... What's wrong with David Spade? He's not very good. Oh. But he's slightly better than Adam Sandler. Yeah. Um, I, There is one joke I liked. Um, The coach... But they overplay it. That's the problem. Like the coach is the best character, and every so often he gets a joke that makes me laugh. Uh, but... Is he played by Patrick Warburton. No, it's just this fat black dude, oh, and he's amazing. Coach, coach McGurk. I don't know who I don't know who he is, but he deserves better roles. But anyway, he sees a zombie dude knock a bunch of people over, and then just excitedly gets out in front of the camera and just says, "Oh my god, we might win a game." I can move out my mum's basement. I'm gonna join a gym. I'll get a cat. I won't cry tonight. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, okay, that was that's out of nowhere. I laughed at it. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. And then they fucking ruin it because I cut back to him and he's crying. He's just <laughs> like that, like, and I'm like, come on, that was like, that's a really good. It's little... like when Moses like goes suicide again for me tonight. Yeah, it's like that'd be. It's like a nice little. And at the end, at the end, he goes, he goes. My ex-wife took one of my calls last night, so I'm real hyped up. And I was like, "Yeah, he's back again!" Yay! Oh. And then, he, then he goes too far up again. And he starts crying after that. Oh. I think that's meant to be the joke is that he cries, but it's the thing he says before he starts crying. Men crying is hilarious in America. They love it. <laughs> but it was just the things like the way that he, <laughs> the way that he comes out and says it, it's amazing. But then, like, just the crying bit really fucking ruins it. Like, why can't oh. people do comedy anymore? Uh, but yeah, I give it a David Spade. What's your What's your next review? Ed? 
I'm going to review, see, well, watch how quickly I get onto the title, the Cloverfield Paradox, okay? So now I can look and go, ah, here's the next review, Cloverfield Paradox, time code done. I can move on. Right, so Cloverfield Paradox came out. They just dropped it on us, didn't they? Well, you know why they did that, don't you? Well, because it's not brilliant. But also because it was supposed to be called The God Particle when they... Here's how a Cloverfield film happens. They made a film years ago. J.J. Abrams conceptualised this film for, like found footage which was still somewhat popular at the time yeah. giant monster movie taking it out of the horror genre into the sci-fi monster movie not a bad idea you know I would love to see Japanese do that with a film one day um, you know that would be quite a neat idea Godzilla. Godzilla Shin Godzilla had a couple of handheld camera moments in it but I would like I think that would be a cool idea to do like there's a game on PS4 called City Shrouded in Shadow where you're running around in the middle of a monster attack hmm. I like the idea of telling a monster story from the ground did that actually um, ever come out? It's only out in Japan. It won't come out over here. There's too much, too many licenses for it. There's like freaking so many monsters in but it. But is it actually nightmare. out now? It's out in Japan, yeah. But it's impenetrable without knowing Japanese. Um, but yeah, so Cloverfield happened. And then like years later, JJ was wanting to make a sequel, but he didn't have the time to because he was busy making Star Treks and Star Warses and stuff like that. So these small indie films that he did. Um, and so what they did was they brought other films and said, we'll produce your movie if you stick a monster at the end. And that's what happened with The Cloverfield Paradox and 10 Cloverfield Lane. But Cloverfield Paradox is a 1990s sci-fi horror movie set in a space station that has a monster at the end, and then they shot some extra bits with some guy looking after a kid where there's supposedly a monster attack going on, and then every now and again there's like a digital overlay that says Cloverfield on it, and they refer to the space station as Cloverfield in a voiceover, but not actually in the dialogue. They say they give it a different name in the film. Um, I think if this film was left alone and not tied to Cloverfield, people would have watched it and liked it. I think because they tied it to Cloverfield, people expected some massive answers to stories, but mm. it just ended up bringing up more questions. Like, people have had to make excuses for how this makes sense now. Because they're like, oh, we've got this space station, and it's got it's going to be a particle accelerator, and it'll generate power on Earth somehow. Because um, apparently the Earth's going to run out of energy in five years. Because yep. apparently there's no wind or sunlight or anything like that. We're not good at looking after yeah. our planet. Um, but where was that in the first Cloverfield film when they were having a party? Because it's supposed to be set at the same time. No, 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 no. No, because this is the log- logic loopholes you're going through to say, oh no, it's all quantum and time things and stuff like that. There's no suggestion of that in the film whatsoever. Like the film suggests it's set at the exact same time as the first Clove film. You're saying they reshot some of the scenes to make this movie. Yeah, they just they just added nonsense. Um but it's you know, as, as people have been really harsh on it, and I think if I just ignore the Cloverfield aspects of it and concentrate on the idea of like, so like half an hour parallel dimension it's not really that, it's 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 that one monster roaring at the end and the ten minutes they filmed of the guy walking around in a broken town and driving his car with a girl that mm. had no conclusion. Oh, and what's his face from Gotham turning up talking on the TV, which is blatantly Donald Logue. Yeah, yeah, him, Donald Logue. You mean Donald yeah. Logue from te- from Terriers and Blade. You mean Donald Logue, the the established actor from Gotham? Yeah. Ugh. Um, but yeah, there's there's like it's got some really neat stuff on it. It's got the weird sci-fi stuff going on with like you know crazy weird old dungeon. You know, say you open up a panel and there's a woman stuck inside the wall with white pipes going through her and shit. Mm-hmm. Like nice body horror stuff thingy. Chris O'Dowd from the It Cloud gets his arm cut off, and it doesn't hurt him. It's just it's just not there anymore. Yeah, because um, it's I guess it's existing in a different dimension. Um, but I think what they just little tiny tweaks they could have done. They could have said they travelled in time. That would be a start thing. 
because if they travelled in time but didn't move, they would be in a different point in the galaxy away from the Earth. But the thing is, they managed to, like... <laughs> like, they found the Earth and all this sort of stuff <laughs> using some gyro device thing. Yeah, it's like a compass. Right, if they were close enough to be able to get near the Earth in this dimension, they would have been able to see it out the window. Like... Well, they did. Chris O'Dell went, hey, look, let's check behind the sun. Yeah. And they were like... It's dumb. Found it. But, um, yeah, all the stuff that they tried to do to make it tied to Cloverfield made it a mess. And I think they could have just, like, been a little bit smarter about it. Just released it as the God Particle. Don't call it Cloverfield Paradox. Um, you know, just freaking make the film. <laughs> mm. Um Elizabeth DeBecky turns up and it's a really good cast in it. Like everyone's really solid and Chris O'Dowd, like as usual, is the best thing in any film he's in. Yeah, he doesn't get much doesn't get much play, does he? No, no, but he's good. What's that one with the um, freaking time travel in the pub that he was in? Everybody forgets about that film. Yeah. It's um uh everything you didn't know about time travel. Yeah. Yeah. Pa- Clovefield Paradox, yeah. Yeah. Um, that should have been called the Clovefield Paradox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it could have been the Clovefield Paradox. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the Cloverfield series now as just being an anthology sci-fi series. It's like as if you're doing Twilight Zone. Just each one ties into some central f- monster thing. Like su- su- Super Eight could have been tied into Cloverfield way neater than this. Uh, frequently asked questions about time travel. It's renamed too. Yeah, something like that. But um, yeah, it's it's a solid film. It's got friggin' Nicholas Brule in it. He's you know he was the bad guy and he's been the, one of the best villains in the Marvel universe because he friggin' Actually managed to break the Avengers up. Good on him. Mm. Without using any superpowers. Good lad. Good lad. Didn't have to jump into an Iron Man suit or anything to do that. Um, Elizabeth Debicki's in there. Who was in Guardians of the Galaxy as well. And Guardians of the Galaxy 2, wasn't she? She was a big gold woman. She's got really long fingers. It's a bit creepy. Um, mm. But yeah, there's, there's like plenty of cool, weird, interesting stuff. And I kind of feel like the film should have kept the weird stuff going. Yeah. Like, because Event Horizon works because it starts off like, oh, this is fine. It's just some weird sci-fi stuff. Ooh, a weird ship. And then it gradually ramps up. And then eventually it's like, by the time it gets to the point in Event Horizon, it's like, oh, yeah, we opened a hell dimension and hell's coming through. You're like, yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, once Sam Neill's clawing his eyes out and shit, mm. you accept it. And that's what Cloverfield Paradox needs. You need more of that weirdness. But eventually it gets to the point where it's just, it's not really being weird anymore. It's just being space adventure thing going on. I didn't like the. I, I I'll let you finish your review and then I'll do like a little bit because. But no, it's it's like I say it, it reminds me of a lot of nineties science fiction stuff, but it like doesn't push it far enough towards the second half. It kind mm. of the first half is like really loads of weird, cool stuff, and you're trying to figure shit out, and then it just kind of gets bored of that and just has people shooting each other with the three D printed gun they made, which is actually <laughs> based on a three D printed gun design. No, but it's just. It loses track. Like the whole thing with like this bottom half of the space station coming off, that's an mm. exciting action bit. Yeah. But no weird shit happens. Yeah. Um, you know, and it just sort of gets less weird as it goes along. They should have kept the weirdness up because you're talking about parallel dimensions and weird quantum entanglement shit. All sorts of weird things could happen. People could be walking on ceilings and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, maybe monsters exist in this other universe mm-hmm. and they bring them back with them. And like I said, the time travel thing could have made sense. If they had traveled like you know, 30-odd years into the future or something like that, or they travelled into the past to the time when the first Cloverfield was set, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be near the sun. That would make sense why they wouldn't be able to see the sun, because they'd be in a different point in the galaxy. Because, you know, the galaxy's moving and they didn't. You need to have relative dimensions in space. You can't be just time travel. You have to... Like, if you travel through time on Earth, you'd have to travel through time and relative dimensions in order to be in the same spot on the Earth 
in whatever time you travel to. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd end up in space while the Earth's fucking millions of billions of light years away. Yeah. Quantum entanglement is important. But, um, yeah, it's just... And then, yeah, the monster pops out and I'm just like... <sighs> mm. um, I think the idea is when that, you know, their pod's coming down at the end because there's a bit in Cloverfield where you where see a thing comes coming down. down. Coney Island, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, I mean, 10 Cloverfield Lane's a good film and Cloverfield's a good film. This is just pointless. They should have just, it should have been the God Particle. Mm. If they release Art and Annihilation on Netflix next week and call it the Cloverfield something or the other. <laughs> no, 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 they're not going to do that, are they? <laughs> no. That's going to be interesting. That film's getting rave reviews. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. The people are so fucked off that it's going straight to Netflix. Yeah. I reckon it would be, be amazing if it did load as, like, as good as it could possibly do in the cinema in America with its limited release. Mm. But I feel like we're getting another friggin' Snowpiercer thing where the studio don't have any confidence in it and they dig it into the ground. At least Netflix have released it. Mm. But you still can't get a UK copy of um, Snowpiercer on Blu-ray. It's never been released over here on Blu-ray or DVD. It was released in Germany, it was released in France, and all this sort of stuff, but never in the UK. That can't be true. It's true, honest. Never got released. I was looking on um, on Amazon the other day, still no UK listing for it. There's not one with a BBFC certificate or anything, there's just loads of Region 2 ones. But yeah, never got released here. <laughs> it's not on Netflix on the UK either, which is bollocks. No. It used to be. But yeah, um, Cloverfield Paradox. It's passable 90s sci-fi horror. The problem is they made it in 2017. So, I think there's some cool stuff in it though. I think the director might make something fun eventually. Whatever his name is, I've forgotten his name. But um, yeah, you review something, you wank. I'm going to talk about, I'm also going to review the Cloverfield Oh right, you're just wasting all my time. Oh my god, have I just had my 500th subscriber on YouTube? Congratulations. Yeah. OP Gamer. Confirmed 500 subscribers for Mellow Gaming. I've got to confirm it still. Oh. Hold on, just in case someone Awaiting confirmation. 500 subscribers. We have 500. Confirmed. I'm halfway to getting my monetization back. Is that your new phone? Yeah. Let's have a look. It's an Xperia XA2. Oh. It only came out like two weeks ago, apparently. I didn't realise. What kind of screen is it? um, It's it's 1080p, but it's. Oh, 1080p screen. Yeah. I'd, see, I don't mind 1080p screens. I think that yeah, 4K just destroys the battery. Yeah. The um, battery lasts fucking eight. I've got 55% battery left. I've been playing games, using it all day at work, because, you know, I don't do much work. Yeah. And all this sort of stuff, and it's still on 55%. My other phone would have died by now. Yeah, my phone right now, I have been travelling. I went for a three-hour run uh, um, earlier today, and all the other shit that I've done, and I'm still on 44%. Literally been riding trains since about nine this morning Blimey. doing stuff. Good batteries. Yeah. Really good batteries and phones. I just it's just that 1080p screen. I think I was obsessed with screens when I got my last phone, and the mistake was that it died forever. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm going to also talk about the Cloverfield paradox just very briefly. Um, I think that this was once an okay film. I agree with you that there was shit that was tacked in that it shouldn't have been. The main villain was meant to be the German guy with the worms in his brain, and they were meant to be talking to him. There's meant to be something more. No, nah, I with. think it plays out exactly the same way. It's just the Earth stuff's been added. The yeah. whole, like, I think the family stuff was there, but they added her husband on Earth going, don't come back down here and all this sort of stuff. That's been yeah. filmed later, blatantly. It was all filmed yeah. on a soundstage and, like, in a car being dragged down a highway at night. Yeah. And they added the monster popping up at the end and then loads of capsule overlays and voiceover to say Cloverfield and all mm. this sort of stuff. That's what's added. Like, the film, I've heard people saying they saw, like, the preview screen in last year when it was called God Particle and they said that's literally what's been added. Mm. Okay. Right, yeah. I just felt like it was lacking in an actual villain. Um, and also, whoever fucking directed it just had no idea what they were doing because people just died for no reason. 
I felt like Chris O'Dowd. Should- Chris O'Dowd should have survived. There was no need for him to die in that scene. It didn't make any sense. You know, they don't. Don't worry about-, about sense in film, man. No, but I, you know, you things know don't I mean, like- happen all the time that make sense. In no, the they don't. World. But like, there are rules. There are ways no, to not. establish these things. Like, no, there are not. ways to make it an entertaining flick that you can be like part of and enjoy. But this just like Chris O'Dowd's death made no sense. That woman who um, who was like, "Oh, that's what fucked up moisture in the thing," and the door just closed. Was that the ship attacking her? Is it meant to be the ships attacking them? Well, I the don't, like, yeah, thing she froze. Opened. Yeah, it didn't close. It opened. No, the the door that was was closed. You know, she went in. She was stuck. Yeah, I told you the weird stuff. Don't worry about whether or not it makes sense. They're in another dimension. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It doesn't matter because they say that the dimensions, the yeah, difference are. Think of this way, right? In the door, there are two merged dimensions coming together. Yeah. In their dimension, it might have been open. In the other dimension, it might have been closed. The two dimensions are phasing back and forth between each other. That door could be closed and open at the same time. Yeah, but we see it. They're just pers- go like we see it being open, and it just goes. Yeah, because we're perceiving it to close. Quantum physics, man. Quantum things. Why does the wall become magnetic? Because why not? Because maybe... Because in this universe it was both magnetic and not magnetic? Yeah. Why would that wall ever be magnetic? Things don't need to make sense. They, they, but it just, it just... If nothing makes sense, then what... What's... Then the characters can't figure out what's yeah. going on and they have a... But, they're upset the balance. You don't know what's going to happen next. Why at one point did the, did the whole ship just not explode? Because why not? Because, it, you know... Why, why, didn't just, why didn't just everyone just immediately die as soon as the ship just because appears? Because you wouldn't have a film then. Yeah, but... You can have then weird shit happen. That, that, yeah, but have weird shit happen, but have weird shit happens that mean that people have to deal with it and you're throwing them constantly off a loop. Don't have nonsensical shit happen to kill people off because you can't write a script. It's just... It's not very good. It really annoyed me because Chris O'Dowd died. <laughs> and he shouldn't have died. Like, he was the most interesting thing. Him going through shock when he lost his arm... He was the only person that was still adding any sort of enjoyment to the fucking film. As soon as he went, it was like, oh, this is a wet fucking slap in the face. Clearly, there's nothing to keep me here now, except for the possibility that I'm going to see someone munched on by the Cloverfield monster. No one's going to get munched on by the Cloverfield monster. doesn't eat people. just walks through things. No, it ripped uh, TJ Miller in half. I didn't. Picked him up. Yeah, picked him up and ripped him in half. You see his legs land away from his body. That's okay. He deserved it. Mm. He rapes women. We didn't rape a woman. Sexually abused her. He didn't rape her. They hopefully they replace him with what's his face? He was Christopher Plummer. <laughs> Deadpool two. Until, no, no, he's going to be. In oh, Deadpool. do you know my theory about Deadpool two? What the the sequel's name is the Untitled Deadpool sequel. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, well, I, I, uh, I think that's probably the way they're going to go. Yeah, I don't think anyone's noticed yet that it does. That it doesn't say Deadpool two no. anywhere. Even though it's coming anything. out next month. Yeah, is it it's next cool. month now? Yeah. Yeah, it's March it's like, 21st. Yeah. No, it's May, isn't it, actually? Because no. it's right around the time Solo comes out, isn't it? Like, they're two weeks apart. Because one of those is going to die. Solo is going to not do as well as they hope. Well, I don't know if um, Deadpool 2 is even going to be good. Ah, it'll be fine. I think it'll be all right. It's never going to be as good as the original, is it? Nah. Um, but yeah, the, the Cloverfield Paradox, it's just, it's kind of a bad movie. It's... I like what you're saying about mid '90s sci-fi, but so you expect too much from films. <clears throat> no, I don't know. Um, like, so take take one of my favourite um, '90s. Don't talk about virus. No, I do. <laughs> take my second favourite mid '90s <laughs> horror movie about shit going crazy for no reason. Uh, Leviathan. 
Leviathan. Leviathan. Ah, right. Not the one that came out a few years ago. No, 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 no. Oh. Leviathan, the one that I love, is yeah. stars Peter Weller from Robocop. Of course it does. And he plays a bloke on a submarine who are travelling down. They find this massive Russian nuclear sub in the, in the bottom of the ocean. Um, that has sunk recently. They're trying to work out why it's sunk, and they find they find like a bunch of stuff that leads them to believe that it was it was like a it was just a submarine that was traveling underwater doing research, and the Russians were trying to keep it down in the bottom of the water. So if anything went wrong, they could just sink it using remote charges, and they wouldn't have to worry about it. Turns out that's exactly what they did, but the charges didn't go off. Instead, what happened was whatever happened inside the ship tore itself out of there, and then drowned along with the rest of the crew. They bring on board the last body and some some of the bits and pieces from the ship just so they can investigate what happened. Um, it turns out that one of the Russian officers actually did manage to complete his experiment, which was in um, mutation and in mutating the human body to make it so it could better suit the environment. Was this the in. one with Winston Zedmore in it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's fucking incredible. And that film doesn't have rules because there is a mutagen. So when you take it, anything can happen to your body. But also... Anybody can actually be infected at any point. Depends on who they've had interactions with. Much like The Thing from 1988. Well, Thing's 1982. 1982. Jesus Christ, man. So it's it's pretty much the same premise as The Thing, but underwater. And they've done it in a way that means that, you know, there's a different level of urgency. Because whilst in The Thing, outside, you can survive for a little while, it'll just freeze you to death and, you know, it won't be a very pleasant experience. In this, you're trapped in this area. You can't you can go, go outside up. in an underwater base. you just got to drink a lot. Um, but anyway, um, and that's a film that works because people are infected, there are monsters, you know, so on and so forth. Anything can happen. In this, it doesn't work because the villain is air. The villain is the fucking single particle floating in the air. That yeah, you man, just... weird shit happens when you collide particles. It's just not very good. You just got to learn to accept stuff and go, oh, cool, that's happening. I actually now. kind of preferred the bits where it was just the bloke trying to save the little kid. Oh, that's boring as shit. Yeah, it's boring as shit, but at least it works. Oh, yeah. At least he was a competent actor. The best person in that is, is that fucking, that brule guy. All the actors are good. They're really that, like, some of them were fine. Some of them were fine. This some of them were great. Thingy Bing Bing, he didn't speak a word of English for the film Who's because that? Fan Bing oh, Is it yeah, Fan yeah. Bing Bing or Lee Bing Bing? Okay. It's one of the two. Yeah. But she doesn't say a single word in English for the whole film because for some reason Asian people couldn't be bothered to learn English on the yeah, space station. Yeah, speaks Chinese, so it's fine. Yeah, and she speak well. She understands English. Yeah, um, just, quirky. Just did not like it. I, it. It's not like terrible, terrible, but it's frustrating. And it got f- how much? Forty million to be made. Well, it wasn't made to be Cloverfield, was it? No, but it was like forty million, and they came <laughs> up with this shit. Like the special effects are dog shit. Well, as I well. find something like this more interesting. And what was that fucking one? Life, the Ryan Reynolds one. Oh, yeah, but no, that's not a good that's example. That's not interesting at all, though. That's not you a good want to do example, your sci-fi space horror like, stuff. If you want to do sci-fi craziness and like anything, probably the biggest flop of the last 10 years is going to be Transcendence. Which one's that one? Johnny Depp gets put in a computer because of really Oh, yeah, yeah, that nonsense, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got... So let's go through the cast of that film and the and no. who gets the budget. No. Morgan Freeman, Johnny Depp, Rebecca Hall, Runa Mari. You don't need to add women to it. They're not going to cost anything. Cillian Murphy. Like their, their wage is going to be like a fraction Paul of what Bettany, the guys get. Michael Caine. Mm. You know, how much do you reckon that film got to be made? Probably a ridiculous amount of money. Like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, and you know who the John fuck... In do it. you know who directed it? Freaking the cinematographer of The Dark Knight. Holly Fister. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking dog shit. 
So he worked anyway, so the Cloverfield Paradox, I give it, fittingly, I give it a Rooney, Rooney Mara. What's wrong with Rooney Mara? You seen Fantastic Four? Either, that's not Rooney Mara. It's Kate Mara. I give it a Kate Mara. Yeah. Have you seen Rooney Mara? <laughs> Rooney Mara's in Girl with the Dragon Rooney Tattoo. Rooney Mara is actually fantastic. And Social Network. And her. And Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Yeah. I give it a Jackie L. Haley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be harsh to him. <laughs> Life's been harsh enough. It could be worse. It could be Clint Howard. Oh, I give it a Ron Howard. <laughs> oh. I've made the new Han Solo movie. They brought me on because they thought it was too humorous, so they brought on. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> right, your next review, man. Uh, I was going. I was all ready to review friggin' Star Trek Discovery, but um. I guess not now because other stuff happened. What other uh, stuff happened? Other things. Too much stuff. Mute came out yesterday. Yeah. So you're going to review that over yeah, I'm Star review, Trek? Wait, what about Mute. Black Panther? I'm going to review back because I have to review Black Panther last, don't I? Oh, is this your third review? Yeah. All oh, right. You peen. Okay. Right. Fuck. Stop playing on your Switch. All right. Put that down. So what's Mute about, Ant? Who fucking knows? No. Mute is um, basically it's Duncan Jones's pet project for years and years. How can it's I watch it? Changed Mute? all these times on Nutflux. Um, it's on Pornhub now. You can watch it on Pornhub. You can actually probably watch it on Pornhub. Yeah, probably. There's lots of stuff. But um, it's been this pet project for years, and Netflix is, I think they're going to build up a reputation soon of, um, you know when directors go, I, uh, you know, Netflix gives me the freedom to make the film I've always wanted to make, and then they release something people don't like? Mm. That's going to be happen. So, um, like, Mute's been getting loads of really bad reviews for some reason. Um, I watched it, and I thought it was pretty damn good. Um, it's not friggin'... It's not for everyone at all. Those posters my um Duncan Jones chucked out of the Marmite jar with mute written on it is like the perfect poster to promote this film. But this film is, it's like films are too they films explain way too much to people now and people expect to know exactly what's gonna happen in the film before they see it. Yeah. Like the moment you present them with a film that doesn't go the way they think it's gonna go, they get angry. Yeah. Iron Man Free is like a great example of that. Last Jedi is a fantastic example of that. I love Iron Man Free. Yeah, Iron Man Free is a freaking masterpiece. <laughs> it's made by Shane Black, he's yeah. my hero. Yeah. It's a fantastic film. It's a great sequel to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. But um friggin' this it's one not enough Kilmer. This one they didn't tell you much of it. He got fat. And throat cancer. Yeah, probably. He's got a weird voice now. Yeah. Sounds like this. Don't blame him. But mute's um essentially the story is there's a mute guy. He's an Amish guy oh. whose throat got split open when he was a kid, and because he's Amish, his parents wouldn't pay to have vocal cord surgery to fix it. Um, and his girlfriend goes missing. He works in a bar. She they both work in a bar. She goes missing. There's a mystery about what she's done. He goes to find her. Um, he's like very quiet, very kind guy. But if anyone like disrespects his woman, he jumps in and beats the shit out of them. Um, Noel Clark gets like slapped about a bit, which is fun because you know it's always fun watching Noel Clark get hit. Mm. Um, but that's essentially the main basis. He's looking for his girlfriend. She's gone missing. He wants to find out. It's all set in like a dystopian Berlin, like a futuristic sort of Berlin. I say dystopian. It's not really. A lot of people liken it to Blade Runner, but there is a feeling that the world isn't actually bad. It's just the way Berlin is as a city and densely packed and stuff, it started getting that Blade Runner feel. So it's like, you know, you see like, um, it's always raining at night and stuff like that and lots of neon signs and stuff, but you see it during the daytime as well and it looks like any other city just with some futuristic shit going around. So it's like, it's one of those things where nighttime is a bit harsh to how it looks and makes it look dystopian. Um, but yeah, he's looking for his girlfriend. There's this whole side two characters called Cactus and Duck. They're 
two Americans who are like surgeons and Cactus wants to get out of there. He's played by Paul Rudd mm-hmm. um, and he wants to get back to the USA and he needs like papers and documents for it because he's basically AWOL from the army. Yeah. So he needs some fake ones to get him and his daughter back to the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like loads of will building that's done through really subtle hidden ways that I think this is where people are missing it because people don't pay attention to films anymore. Um, you'll see like a newspaper article that'll have background information and it or characters will discuss something in the background as they're going around mm-hmm. and it's all building up the world around you so you can understand why why things are going the way they are. Um, little subtle details here and there and friggin' you know, just it's a strange world. Like all the characters are morally all over the place, they're not black or white, and there's no no one character in the film is entirely good or entirely bad. And that's another thing that usually puts people off when they watch films because they, you know, people, as much as they try to pretend they're they're bigger than that, they all just want heroes and villains. They don't like it when you confuse things by having a bad character show signs of being a good person. You know, you could look at people who friggin' keep asking if Killmonger in Black Panther's really a good guy because they just don't get what the film was saying. Um, But it is, like, noirish thriller. It's looking for the girl, goes out, hunts him down. That's all there is to it. Mute doesn't, Leo doesn't talk. Because he can't, mm-hmm. you know, the villains are talking a lot, and there's all sorts of like back and forth between them, and it's got this weird feel where like it will disappear from one story for a while and focus on other stuff that seems ancillary, yeah, and then it starts all feeding into it, and it all starts tying together at the end. And I think it's one of those films where if you don't piece together plot elements properly and you don't pay attention to what's going on, you're going to miss all sorts of shit. Like you're not going to realise that there's in, that there's you've seen the connections between things and you're not picking it up. Um, it looks really interesting, looks really nice. It's got a sort of, there is because it's all shot on digital video and stuff like that and it isn't like super massive, mega high budget and all this. Mm-hmm. There is a feeling like slight cheapness and there's moments where dialogue and um, some of the acting, because a lot of the actors are European and they're not speaking, like English isn't necessarily their first language. So some of the dialogue can feel a little bit stilted and jumpy at times. But um, yeah, it's weird to me that it's getting such bad reviews when it's clearly like a lot of love has gone into this film and it's, very much the film Duncan Jones wants to make. Yeah. Which is, which is good. And all directors always go to noir. Whenever they do this stuff, they always jump to a noir when they want to do a film. And noir's always a genre. You look back at all the films over the years that are classics of film noir, they're always hated when they first come out. No one liked Blade Runner. Brick got slated by a bunch of reviews. Brick is a great film. Yeah, Brick's fantastic. Um, Chinatown got slated in a bunch of reviews for being too miserable and downbeat. Was it Oscar nominated though? Yeah, end up being one of the... Yeah, that, people recognise it as a great film. Blade Runner mm. got an Oscar nomination for um, a couple of technical things here and there. Yeah. But people like didn't receive it very well. And that happens with noir all the time. Like A lot of noir films in the 1940s were like slated and um, written off as trash and all this sort of stuff. And nowadays we look back at stuff like Double Indemnity as one of the finest films ever made. It's like, you know, I'm not saying like Mute's perfect, it's a it's a clunky film, and there's times where like it feels like it's losing track of the story it's telling a little bit to focus on side stuff and, you know, all full character stuff and getting involved with them. And a lot of the characters have maybe a little bit too much going on in their lives that you're trying to keep track of, you know, to try and push things along. But it does this thing where it's like it starts off slow, it builds and builds, it takes you from high moments to low moments and they keep getting bigger and bigger and like, you know, you know, like the danger towards the end is to the point where it starts turning your stomach a little bit and it's like, it's nasty stuff going on and it'll bring you back down and back up again and things like that, which is how stories are meant to be. A lot of stories these days are kind of a flat line. They kind of, 
they'll peak an action scene and then just hold it for the whole film. Mm-hmm. And they'll make you go, okay, not don't want you to give you five minutes before there's another action scene or something. They'll keep like jumping back up to that same point again and again, whereas this will peak and flow and move around and all this. Mm. Um, things, the more I think about it, the better I think it is. And yeah. um, I've seen today Mark Mode said he watched it first time and he was like a bit perplexed by it, not what he thought it was going to be. He's watched it a second time today and he's loved it. Like you say, it's definitely a lot better film the second time around. Benefits mm. from second viewings. And a lot of those reviews that went out and Slade, it came out in like the first, like, like literally two hours after the film was released. Yeah. So obviously jumped on it to watch it. And they yeah, didn't. they wanted to be first to get a review out and everything, didn't they? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I find this thing with films recently where people just, like people are reviewing films in weird ways and it's like they, they want to be satisfied by a film, but I think what they think their satisfaction means is that the film does what they wanted it to do and they don't want to be surprised by a film or taken off in a different direction. Hmm. Like people want to sit down and have a film where they can just casually observe it instead of actually paying attention to it. Like the Shin Godzilla got a few bad reviews and stuff, and I guarantee it's because people weren't paying attention. Yeah. Like Shin Godzilla is not a film you can half pay attention to. You have to be watching that film. Yeah. Because oh my god, there is so much freaking text over the screen and subtitles and stuff going on in it. It's not a casual watching film. Um, yeah, it's one of these things you have to you have to freaking watch films sometimes and pay attention. Mm. fuck's sake but yeah like I said there's some iffy acting here and there from some of the cast but most like I say, I think it's because they got it's not their English isn't necessarily their first language um, like here and there there's some but it's constantly twisting your perspective of things and like like characters like they might be doing something good for a living but they're arseholes and stuff so maybe they're not as good but they're genuinely into the good thing they do and it's like yeah, it's an interesting like that's what noir should be. Noir shouldn't always be about straightforward good and bad. Mm. It's about good people being tempted to do bad things, bad people maybe doing something good and things like that. It's like you know, it's an interesting film. And yeah. I think friggin' it's crazy to me that some reviews are giving it one star. Mm. It's a beautiful film to look at. Well, I mean, it's all opinion, isn't it? Like I could watch this. I was actually planning to watch this tomorrow. Mm. Because it's in 4K. No, no you and your 4Ks. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, I was thinking about watching it tomorrow. It, it, it's something that intrigues me, but so did Warcraft and that bitterly disappointed Warcraft's me. good. You fool. People who don't like Warcraft are fools. I just don't think that's true. Yeah, it is. Right, your review. Uh, my next review. Have I reviewed Shadow of Colossus? Must be your last review. Did I review Shadow of Colossus? Yeah, did time? you figure out what you were doing wrong the other day? What do you mean? When you said, oh, I can't beat this thing, I can't fire the arrows at the No, horse. yeah, no, I had a glitch. No, you didn't. You have to stay on the horse and fire your arrows from the horse. No, 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 no. no I genuinely had a glitch because I've looked at other people doing it and the same thing didn't happen. It does, And there's like a few moments in that game where glitches happen. Like, it's not the perfect game that it was... That, and it's, it, it's, it wasn't before. Like, it's, it's, it's there's perfect. no such thing as a perfect game. But, you know, if you already have your opinions, I'm not going to change those by having my own opinion. It was just, it. I, there are a lot of glitches in the new one. They'll patch them out, yeah, because the engine's new. They're using a different engine that they created to remaster the thing. So, it happens. Don't get so butthurt by it. Um, No, what I was going to... I didn't review it last time, did I? No, you didn't. Do I not? I'm just double-checking. Yeah, I I thought you were reviewing it now. No, no, I was just double-checking that I haven't... Oh, my God. Stop double-checking stuff. No, because I have to, because you haven't. 
No, I did. Yeah. I told you you didn't review it last time because it only came out like a week and a half ago. Oh, right. Okay. So I'm going to review Team Wolf Season... No. <sighs> I'm going to review Shadow of Colossus. All right. So Shadow of Colossus, for anyone who doesn't know, is the pseudo-sequel to Ico. Ico. It's a prequel. Prequel to Ico. Mm. When Ico was a, is a sequel to The Last Guardian. That last guardian could exist anywhere. No one knows oh. where it exists in the timeline. All right. It's believed like millions of years later. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so um, the last guardian. You play. Uh, you play a hero who is who is trying to find a way to bring back his dead girlfriend. So he goes to a big temple, and some mate he says, "Fuck up these big things that are wandering around. I will bring her back." And uh, he goes, "All right then, I'll go fuck him up." You play, uh, you play me. What's his name? Can't remember. Wanda. Yeah, we play Wanda, who has a mystical sword, which, when held up in the light, will point you in the direction of a guardian. Yeah. You then go to that guardian, you climb it, and then you stab it, and it dies. Awesome. Yeah. You got a horse. His name is Horse. No, it's not. His name what's is. His name? What's his name? Host. Shouts it every time you press R one or square, whatever button it was. Horse. Agro. No, that's how you, that's how you, so do you remember, I'm going to review. Get on with Lost, get on with Shadow gonna Colossus. I'm going to review. Um, no, you're not, you're reviewing Shadow Colossus. What was the name of the game? How much of it have you played? You haven't finished it, have you? No, I haven't yet. No, how far have you got through? Six Titans. Is that it? Yeah. Titans. Colossi. Six Colossi. Or Kyoga, if you're talking in Japanese, Wonder no Kyoga. Kyoga! Uh, I've, I've killed six. Yeah, well you're reviewing it, get on with it. Alright, um... I completed this game on the PS2 a long time ago. Did you know? I did. Did you know? I liked it very much on the PS2. Mm. But stuff has changed. No, it's still a fantastic game. It's still a fantastic game. I'm not mm. going to say it's not a fantastic game. It's still a fantastic game. But I don't know if maybe there was more fine-tuning on the PS2. But there are a few more glitches. Really? Yes. Are you bad at the game? I'm not bad at the game. This is, this is, okay, so there are a few things I've encountered that if you encounter them, this is the way to fix it. You just stop the game, close the game, restart the PS4, and then it works fine. Even on the PS4 Pro, it's I've had no one else mentioning this. There are loads of people mentioning glitches online. In fact, I've seen videos where people have the same glitches as I've had. Mm. But, anyway, some of these are... Don't call them glitches. Oh yeah, sorry, okay. Bugs. Story elements. Bugs. Story elements, according to Ant. So on the first Titan, well, second Titan, sorry, you encounter this massive horse, horse-like thing, don't you? You have to climb up the legs and you stab it. Mm. So when I started playing the first time, no matter how far away I got from the creature, the vertical axis of my character would be at an angle. So I would be running; it would look like I was either running at full speed and then leaning backwards, or it would lean me forwards, running at full speed. But both of these weren't. You know, it wasn't me falling. I would just be running as if I was running towards the ground. What did you do to the game? And then the other way, I would be running as if I was just facing up in the air. And so when you pulled out your bow and arrow, you can't go low enough or you were facing the floor and couldn't go high enough. And even if I was on the horse, it would then do it. Why did you do that to the game? I didn't do anything to the game. And you know what? Somehow I still managed to shoot the fucking thing in the foot and then climbed on it. And you know what happened when I climbed on it? He constantly was trying to jump <laughs> at an angle. So as if the game didn't recognise... So as if the game just turned everything 45 degrees. 
and it thought that was the natural angle for things. <laughs> so it just fucking, it went nuts. And then on another Titan, which I think was, it must have been the third one. So the third one, you know you've got the metal plate in the middle. And if you get to hit the metal plate or kill some of his arm and you can climb up of it. Hmm. Yeah. So I had a, I had a glitch where it hit the thing in the middle and then it froze. I ran up the sword, but because you need it to then lift the sword to climb up it, it was just frozen. It wouldn't move. And then when I finally did get to the top of the sword and sort of semi-climbed onto its hand, which didn't give me access to anything that I could actually climb up, it then froze and I had to restart the game. You know, there's other bits as well, like the light stream will point in the wrong direction at times, so it'll send you down a part that doesn't relate to where you meant to be. Um, and it also react to later on story elements. So, you know, stuff happens. It's a video game. It's never going to fucking be I perfect. I think you broke it. <laughs> Probably. I tried to break fucking Zelda Breath of the Wild. That didn't work. But as soon as I try and play Shadow Colossus properly, it fucking just stops working. Um, but like like I said, it's not a big an issue. There's autosave, so you've got nothing to worry about. Um, there's some new... new. I, well, I don't know if it's new because I can't remember doing it before, but there's coins now. Yeah, they've put 70-something coins yeah. in. Yeah, and when you get all of the coins, you get a more powerful sword. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Um, I've heard about that. I haven't done that. I ate some lizards. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Well, you just sort of killed him. Yeah, killed that lizard. Um, get your grip built up. Yeah, get a little bit more grip. Hmm. Um, but I love it. It's a great mm. game. Mm. Warts and all. Mm. You know, they don't stop it being good. They should have been made Ico. I reckon they should have, because that's a better game. Ico's a great game. It's a better game than Shadow of Colossus. That's controversial, probably, to some people, but... Racist. It's just like a lot of people hate, um, you know, Prince of Persia. Yeah. A lot of people hate the second one. Yeah, all the sequels suck. I like the second Prince of Persia more than the first. Like the one with fucking, what was, was it, God Hand or something on the soundtrack? It had, I stand alone I don't playing know. on it. It was fucking, they tried to make it all rock and angsty. Um, I'm so alive. And there's characters swearing and stuff. And you're like, well, how did this happen? Yeah, I kind of like Forgotten it. Sands was all right. Was that the fourth one? Yeah, it's the one they released a few years ago. The one that was like tied when was released around the time the Jake Gyllenhaal film came out. Oh, and right. it's set between Sands of Time and Warrior Within. Yeah, that one was actually all right. Warrior Within's not bad. It's not good. The third one's really bad. Yeah, the third one is two frames. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you know the reboot it was fucking terrible. The reboot is kind of good. No, it's not. The reboot's terrible. Kind of good. There's nothing to that game. Exactly. <sighs> this weird simplicity. It was yeah. nice. Uh, but yeah, like Shadow Colossus. I'd say there are problems with it, but it doesn't stop it being the game that I remember it being. What's kind of nice is that even with everything revamped, it's still, you know, you still remember turning on the PS2 for the first time, putting the game in. You know, gives me that same feeling, and that's nice. So I give it Tom Atkins, mostly based on nostalgia. Unashamedly. That's finished based the game. On nostalgia. And you'll get to that garden at the top. Oh, fuck off. And and what, I've freaking... got to eat all the fruit, yeah? Yeah, eat the fruit. You've got to eat all the fruit, yeah? Yeah. You've got to eat all the fruit. Yeah, eat fuck the fruit. You. Look at this guy. Look mm. at this guy. Pretend I don't know that when I eat all the fruit, I complete the game and no, I get don't. the best ending. No, you don't. Fucking prick. <laughs> I know what happens when you eat the fucking fruit. Complete the fucking game. I had to go and find all the fucking lizards the first fucking time. I was a kid. I didn't have any Kids. job. I didn't need to worry about shit. I played it for hours. I was tempted to buy the remake, but um, it doesn't come in a nice flashy box like my PS2 versions do, and that lets me down. 
What version have you got? Oh, you got the steelbook? No, no, they came in cardboard slipcases, didn't they? With oh, yeah, artwork yeah, yeah. all over them and little postcards oh, and stuff. Oh, like my copy of uh, Silent Hill 2 for the PS2. Yeah, like Silent Hill did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. director's cut. Silent Hill 2. Shame they never remade that. We pretend it never happened. Like the remakes of Prince of Persia where they friggin' HD upgraded them and fucked up the audio. Wait, Jesus. Didn't they do okay on the Silent Hill ones? No, they're bad. They redid all the voices, the soundtrack was changed, the friggin'. <laughs> like, oh, they weren't good. The Metal Gear Solid remakes are excellent. The HD Did versions of Did they release Twin Snakes in the end? No, because Nintendo and the White Twin Snakes, you won't see it on <laughs> I reckon it'd be good if they put it on Switch, but economy. Mm. So, they made a, they turned Metal Gear Solid into a zombie survival game, so. Yeah. You know, and you have to pay eight quid to have a second save file. I played, I played that. Yeah, don't. I was part of the beta. Yeah. And it was not very good then. No, apparently on Xbox it plays worse than any other format. Well. Really? Yeah. Well, then the resolution is knocked down to seven twenty p, which is lower than what Vegas <laughs> Five was. I was playing it on. Mm. Uh, I was playing on the PS4, my beta, and yeah. it was not good. Yeah. PS4 Pro. Every everything I see of it so far it seems to be put a fence up, stab zombies through fence. Or oh, Jim Sterling sit. You, they don't climb up stuff, so you just stand something higher and just stab down yeah. into them. You just throw a grenade on top of one of the buildings yeah. and stand up there. Friggin, uh, yeah, it's just not good. Anyway, my last review. The yep. last review of this week's episode. Yeah, you're proud of that. Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Racist. Yeah, it's uh, awful. Why film. can't it be White Panther? Why, Black- can't it be, why can't it be Jewish Panther? Why can't it be Chinese Panther? Has to be Black Panther, doesn't it? Panthers are. Everything you bring is about race. Actually, Panthers is just a catch-all term for certain types of big cat. Mm. But anyway, so, films directed by Ryan Coogler, who made um, Fruitvale Station and Creed, two fantastic films. He's only 31 years old, so naturally I'm sickened by him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely sickening. Um, but yeah, a lot of people he made a big... He is three years older than me. Yeah. So I assume in that three years I'll have the same success. A lot of people have um, credited it as being like the first superhero film that's really fully entrenched in black culture. Cause, blade. I mean, no, you say Blade, but... What Sticky would, Fingers is the ultimate Blade. What would happen? Nothing would happen to Blade if Blade was white. He would be the same character. He would. He's not. He doesn't have to be black. He just What matters to him is he's a half vampire. Are you saying that we'd white face Wesley Snipes because that's offensive? Yeah, we he's should white face Wesley Snipes. If Eddie Murphy ever... can do it. Like, I love that sketch of Eddie Murphy from the um, SNL sketch where he's like... The, when he's like, in the barbershop in freaking Coming to America. Oh. But, no. but anyway. No, have you not seen the SNL sketch where no. they go, they paint him white and they send him around. He goes to the bank and he's like, he's like, I would like some money, please. And they're like, they're like, why would I give you money? He goes, because I'm white. And he goes, yeah, I'll give you some money. And they start piling up. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> no, Black Panther's, um, like, every inch of this film is fully entrenched in, like, black history and black culture. It's got a lot of imperialism stuff Fair going black on. black actors in it. Like, yeah. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the takeaway Hollywood can take, isn't it? The film's been really successful. Let's give Martin Freeman some more There's films. also, uh, um, you know, there's my other favourite black actor, Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah. And then just a bunch of white people. Stanley, yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, there's a film basically set literally a week after Civil War, which is weird seeing as Spider-Man Homecoming was set like, what, uh, six months after Civil War, Mm -hmm. something like that? Um, But yeah, so it literally follows on the next week and it just picks up right where he left off with He Comes Home. He, the world expects T'Challa to be named the new king after his father died, you know, getting Mm -hmm. blown up in Civil War. Um, but there is a whole thing where they have this ritual where the five tribes that make up the um, world of Wakanda, which is like a secret Afrofuturist city that they live in, kind of like Atlantis, 
in Africa. Yeah. As it were. It's almost like Atlantis, almost like but without Aquaman, Aquaman ruining yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he goes around and he says, hell yeah. Yeah. Woo. Woo. This is going to hurt. Yeah. Imagine, God, imagine if a white man directed Black Panther. That He'd be saying that. He'd be going, oh, hell, that's what I'm talking about. Hot diggity damn. Yeah. But anyway, um, the whole film's entrenched in black culture and stuff. There's no shine box- away from it. I've got Boxy's head from Aquatine and Hunger Force tell you, in my head. like, how much people, when I was watching it, were clearly into the film. Because, you know, we're in the UK, mm-hmm. in Woking. There's a lot of idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, no one laughed when the guy with a big old plate thing in his lip turned up on screen and started talking. Like, that's a miracle to me, that we managed to show a film in Woking where there is, like, a proper deep African cultural character in it and no one in Woking does a racist laugh. Just for anyone not from Woking, it is full of racist idiots. Yeah. They voted were conservative actually, and shit. And they UKIP voted voters. conservative, but also UKIP had a large, a large amount of voters. So yeah. if you're wondering where people like us with progressive minds come from, it is hell on earth. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, the film's full of nice African culture stuff. It does a lot of stuff to, like, one of the first opening action sequences, he's rescuing a bunch of kidnapped Muslim girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them's secretly Lupita Nyong'o, who, what's that character's name? Not Shuri, not Yokoyo. Kamara, fucking character's name. Um, she's, like, secretly undercover. She's one of the spies for Wakanda who goes out into the world and does stuff all around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, like, there's loads of stuff in the film where it's like, they have a position in the world. They're secretly hidden. There is a Wakanda on the outside we saw in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Wakanda's got all this power and all this technology and they could do lots to save the world, but they prefer to stay insular because when um, Europeans started coming to Africa and colonising the whole thing and, you know, taking people away to be slaves and, re- you know, taking all the minerals from the land, they hid themselves to stop them from getting this vibranium, which is like their, not just their, like main metal that they use for everything. It's like a power source and it's got all sorts of properties that they can, you know, build off from it. Um, so it's like they've got a resource that the rest of the world would want and they keep it hidden because they saw what happened in the rest of Africa. Yeah. To, um, but the story's all set up with Michael B. Jordan's character. He's, um, I guess this is some spoilers. He's technically, he's a Wakandan. He was the son of a spy. Mm-hmm. Stuff happened. He got left outside Wakanda he knows about it and over the years he's lived in a world where black people are oppressed and shot in the street by cops and you know where he's experienced racism right before the LA riots is when the film actually kicks off it starts off in 1992 so you know he experienced all sorts of shit and his idea is he wants to go to Wakanda take over Wakanda as king challenge the king because he has a uh, he has a challenge to the throne because he is royal, related to royalty mm-hmm. um, and basically use Wakanda's technology to go out into the world and take over the whole world like, well, take over. No, he wants help to help the oppressed. No, not just helping the oppressed. He wants to kill anyone. He wants to kill off all the people who have oppressed him before. He specifically says, "I want to kill their children and their children's children." Oh, cool. Like, and this is why it bothers me when people are saying, "Oh, he's, he might, he's actually the good guy." It's the same idiots who think Jigsaw in the Saw films is a good guy. He's not a good guy. He's a fucking psychopath. And this is what's going on with Killmonger. He is like I would argue. I would argue that he had the right idea. Well, Kill, Killmonger's. Basic idea, in sense, is right. He wants to help people who are being oppressed, mm-hmm. but he's going about it the wrong way. Like no, Magneto. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying killing my... everyone is bad, but if I was to leave the children, they could rise up. Yeah, against fine. Me if you leave the children, yeah, you want no. If you leave the children, everyone's good. So what you're saying yeah. is I should kill the kids, and then 
castrate the adults? Yes, yes, go for that. Um, but yeah, he's kind of like, I'd say Killmonger is, in terms of his morality in this film, is closer to Magneto than anything. It's like, yeah. he's got a reason to be really pissy and angry at people, mm-hmm. but he doesn't channel it in the same way his counterpart does. Like, the relationship between Killmonger and Black Panther is very similar to Magneto and Professor Xavier. Yeah. It's like one of them, they both got the same problem and they both they both approach it in different ways. But over the course of this film, Black Panther's idea is we're going to keep us insular and then he learns about mistakes that have been made and he wants to, you know, do things about it later. Yeah. Um, there is a token scene in Korea because you need to have a scene in an Asian city now because, you know, it gets the Chinese and Korean audiences watching the film. Yeah. Um, it's the most Marvel moment of the film, right. like that whole sequence. But it is a really cool sequence. It plays out like a spy movie. There's loads of James Bond stuff going on in this film, which I thought was pretty rad. Yeah, I was told that it's more like a James Bond film than a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's really cool. There's like just, like Shuri, Black Panther's sister, is the girl who does all the technology. Mm-hmm. And she's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, and she is quite clearly Q. And I would believe that she has watched the Bond films and she models herself on Q. Yeah. Like she wants to mess around with Black Panther when she's shown the technology. Like, she shows him a new suit mm-hmm. and she's like, right, if you punch it, kick it and see what happens. So he kicks the suit and kicks it all the way over the room. She says, what are you doing to my mannequin? She picks it up, carries it back and it's all glowing. She says, right, what happens is when it, if something hits it, it stores up energy and then you can unleash it. So she starts tapping some things on her little pad thing mm-hmm. and she starts filming and he's like, what are you doing? She says, I'm a scientist. I'm just, you know, making sure things are fine. Kick it again. So he kicks it in the NG backfires and flings him across the room. <laughs> mm. So she's just filmed the new king of Wakanda getting smacked over. You know she's uploading that to YouTube once she gets a chance. <laughs> Do they have... Now, I've I've actually read Black Panther comics because mm. I read almost everything because I'm an idiot. Mm. I'm currently reading all of Hack and Slash. Where? <sighs> what? <laughs> what about Black Panther? What? Anyway, <laughs> about Black Panther's origin Yeah, is that... Um, they have a herb. Yeah, yeah, that's all in the film, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, have the herb. The kings get to drink the herb fluid when they ground it down and make it into a drink. And yeah. when they challenge for the throne, they have to take a thing that stops the herb from working so they can have a fair fight oh, with really? the challenger. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, there's whole sorts, all sorts of stuff. Like Angela Bassett's great in it as the mm-hmm. mother. She's in there for a bit. Um, Daniel Kalua from Get Out's in it. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's just... Like so many layers of stuff going on in this film, and it's all brilliantly done. The action sequences, like, like I can see you can level complaints about some of the CGI being a bit ropey in places, but Marvel mm. films always have ropey CGI somewhere in them. Like, and when you're doing digital action fight scenes, it's gonna. I think, I think it's more the problem now is that CGI is just it can't get any better than no, it can until technology moves on. It can do. It's just the thing is, there's so many studios making this stuff, and they have to churn this stuff through. And there's mm. like studios have to take on a shitload of work, do a shitload of shots, and they don't get paid very well for it. Mm. And they have to make these things in a very short amount of time, and the directors have to approve these scenes regardless of whether they're ready or not because they've got a date the film has to be out in. Like, there's no letting it nurture and taking the time. Um, but you know it's like some yeah like I say some CG's dodgy and stuff but there's also freaking fantastic views and vistas and beautiful effects and moments really inventive action sequences like the car chase sequence where Shuri's controlling the car from Wakanda mm-hmm. she's got like a holographic projection thing that she's controlling it from um, and there's like um, Akayo who's Dan Aguera from Walking Dead no Michonne yeah. Um, and her and Peter Nyong'o are like in another car chasing behind there's a bit where she just like climbs out with her spear and she's watching the other car and she throws the spear and it shoots straight through the back of the car, lands in the road in front, just poof, <laughs> like it's gone into a barrier. Mm. Um, and they also do that they do that gag from The Flash. You remember that one in The Flash where he um, has to stop the car that's running away and he takes it apart? 
He gets a spanner and takes it apart. They do that gag where the guy's just rolling down the street on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> that same gag. Um, but yeah, loads of spy movie stuff in it. Like the character interplay, the build, it actually feels like a proper standalone film. Like the only reference to outside stuff from this film is you see the news report about um, T'Chaka, his dad dying in Civil War, which yeah. they say about happened a week earlier. And there's a reference to them having to fix a broken white boy, which yeah. is Bucky. Um, yeah. Spoilers, Bucky got taken to Wakanda at the end of Civil War. You probably well, they seen showed it that. Yeah, but it's post-credits bollocks. All right. um, but yeah, even the post-credits scene stick with Black Panther. None of it's like, oh, here's Thanos, he's going to get a gem. Yeah. None of that bollocks. Um, I'm liking the thing they're doing with these Marvel films now where they still feel like Marvel films, but they're letting the director make a film. Mm. Like I've seen people saying, oh, no, Marvel's all by committee and they all make these bog stand film they really aren't mm. like ever since I'd say Guardians of the Galaxy they've stopped feeling like the same well look at Ant-Man thing. yeah Ant-Man, Ant-Man doesn't Man feel was... like the other films no it's superhero Marvel movie it's still got he's fighting another version of himself at the end and it still yeah. follows a lot of the same plotting but it's a heist movie and it's a full on comedy mm. um, 4 was a full on comedy like Four people Ragnarok. give four a bad rap, but four one was actually alright. Four one's alright. Second one, fuck it. But yeah, the second one's even. The second one has like merits to it. Like mm. the second one kind of has some good sequences. It's entirely forgettable. Oh yeah, it's entirely forgettable. <laughs> I mean, there's like there's like some great. The thing about Marvel movies are the characters what's established. Yeah. So that's why people get confused because characters and their motivations don't change. They yeah. evolve over the series of the films. Like look at Iron Man. Yeah, Tony Stark's yeah. arc is really good. Like, Tony Stark, films. in the first one, he is just making suits. Well, he made a suit yeah. so that he could go around and he could save people from the from the thing that happened to him. Um, and he learns from his experience and even uses that knowledge to you know, defeat the villain at the yeah, end. Yeah, he starts off being completely anti-establishment, doing yeah. what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, and then by the end of it, by the time he gets to Civil War, he's like, no, we probably need some overhead to stop us from doing really stupid stuff because yeah. I kind of made a death robot. And didn't go to jail for it. And yeah. I think he feels like he probably should have gone to jail. I mean, even like the PTSD from the Avengers in Iron Man 3, it's like a major plot point. Yeah. Yeah. And even like for like, you've got four, one and two. Mm-hmm. The first one, he's learning about Earth. He's coming to Earth. He's falling in love. Four, two, he's in love with someone who's in danger. So he risks everything to four, save three, him. Four, three, fuck it. Let's just have a fun space adventure. <laughs> four, three, he's fully ingrained in, in, um, in Earth's culture, but he's also... You know he's fighting against his own um, his own future. Mm. You know he's told he's going to be king. Doesn't want to be king. Doesn't want to do any of the stuff. Makes but there was that really nice play you got to see. We should have sold him on that. <laughs> um, and so like, yeah. and then and then there's like the literal passing of the torch. His father dies, and then spoilers. He takes up the mantle not only in 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 uh, title but also physical appearance. Mm. You know, you know Four Ragnarok was great. I yeah. enjoyed the shit out of that film. But that film is entirely a Taika Waititi film. Yeah. Like, it's got the same, like, comedy style, the same, like, note. Like, people don't shout and scream in that film. Mm. They friggin', they have understated uh, performances and stuff, and there's a lot of improv- improvisational humour going on in it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's fantastic. I, I really wish they'd let someone make an incredible Hulk film now. <laughs> mm. But um, introduce She-Hulk. Do a comedy, Hulk and She-Hulk. Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> But, um, I'm trying to think of what, what superheroes I'd, I'd actually like to see a film for. This like, Moon Knight needs to happen eventually, but no. I think that would work best as a Netflix series mm. or something. But even then, if you do a Netflix... Moon Knight's weird because like, if you do a really big budget Moon Knight thing, it probably won't feel like Moon Knight anymore. If you do it on a TV scale budget, it probably won't be enough to make it feel like Moon Knight unless it feels low budget. Yeah. Moon, Knight, it's weirdly, Moon Knight's weirdly in the middle 
I mean, he's got to have a ship he can fly around in and stuff, and you've got to have some Egyptian weirdness going on, but at the same time, he's street level. Like, he still fights crime street, and people think he's fucking nuts. Like, you know. I mean, I'd like to see a new Blade. Yeah. I reckon that'll happen on... Part um, of, part of, like, say, the Marvel Universe. I reckon um, that'll happen on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think he'll get the Ghost Rider treatment. Yeah, probably. They did Ghost Rider really well. That friggin' Ghost Rider appearance on that was fantastic on Asian Shield. They brought him back in the new series, apparently, for a couple of episodes. Yeah. Which I haven't started watching yet, because it hasn't been on. Anything's better than Humans. Um, yeah, Humans <laughs> is fucking dog shit. I'm trying to think of, like... Uh, hidden City. Black Panther's got a Hidden City, and Humans has a Hidden City. I would like them Black to Panther's kill off better. Danny Rand and make um, the Master of Martial Arts, the Mystical Master of Martial Arts, the, the new Iron Fist. <laughs> Because uh, I don't like Danny Rand, because he's really shit in the Netflix series. They could improve him. Maybe. They basically Maybe boiled him down to being a key in the probably, Defenders. Probably not going to improve him, though. It's probably just I think they should just have bad. him be a buddy to um, Luke Cage in the Luke Cage series. I'd like to see a Machine Man series, hmm. or film. Do Exo Manor War versus no. Iron <laughs> Tie into the Valiant comics. <laughs> um no, there's, there's stuff they do. But Black Panther, yeah, that was fantastic. I think probably the best Marvel film since Winter Soldier, which is... I, I'm toying with the idea it's better than Winter Soldier. I think it's... Mm. Like, the film is so clear in its view and vision. Dana Guerrero's amazing in it. She's forgetting. I saw people saying, oh, she does in the film is scowl. Literally, the first thing she does is smile. Like, literally, the first thing she does is Black Panther says, oh, no, I can handle this myself, and she just gives a smirk and puts her spear back down, knowing full well she's going to have to save him in a minute. I think that probably my favourite Marvel film is always going to be Iron Man. Iron Man 3, sorry. Iron Man 3? Iron Man 3 is great. It's probably... I'd, I'd say it's better than Winter Soldier just because I find it more enjoyable. Hmm. Winter Soldier though, probably like the biggest leap in quality from the first yeah. film to the second. Because the first really Captain like America is messy. America. It's half a good film. People don't like it, but I really like it. Hmm. I like that it emphasises on... It's great in the beginning and then yeah. towards the end it That's stumbles, but it's still really interesting doesn't really defeat his villain is the weird thing. Yeah. The thing with Captain America, I think he did a really poor job of setting up um, the Bucky thing. Because mm. by the time Winter Soldier came around, do you think casual audiences remembered who Bucky was? Mm. That's why they had to stick loads of flashbacks in the film yeah. to remind you. But um, no, freaking, yeah, Black Panther though is like spot on. Scratched mm. it. Yeah, yeah. Just, like I say, the only things I'd probably complain about, dodgy CGI here and there, some slow pacing at the start, but then again, I like a good slow start and a build-up. It's, yeah. But I can see people not liking that. It does go for, like, long periods without fight sequences and stuff like that. And there's no... Like, it just feels good because there's no friggin', you know, blue lights being fired up to the sky and saving some cataclysm or anything like that. Yeah. It keeps everything... keeps everything focused on what it's about. Like, it focuses on Wakanda and what's going on there. And all the characters are interesting and fun. Like, even when they only appear for a short while, they have, like, character traits and stuff going on that makes them interesting. The friggin' guy who runs the gorilla, um, M'Baku, the guy mm-hmm. who runs the gorilla thing, he's friggin' funny. Yeah. Um, there's lines in the film that are just, like... Like, I've seen um, the alt-right twats complaining about a line Shuri says to Which Martin is- Freeman. Um, Martin Freeman sneaks up on her. He's sort of, when he's waking up, he gets knocked out and he sneaks up on her and she goes don't sneak up on me colonizer and the right people are saying that's racist that is it's no it's not a racist no they, they you actually did this stuff yeah he is a co- white people with colonizers yeah, well he's british <laughs> yeah so it could be an inside joke because he's, well, he's a, a british yeah. person yeah but um yeah i'm looking forward to all the martin freeman films they bring out now the everett mm. ross movies and 
all that, you know, because that's what that's the takeaway from this, isn't it? That Everett Ross is a really popular character, and there should be more Everett Ross films. Who is Everett Ross? That's Martin Freeman's character. Yeah, but who is he in the comics? He's a spy for Shield, isn't he? Or CIA agent, isn't he? In the comics, he does appear in the comics a few times. Yeah, yeah, not often. He's he's basically if they didn't invent Coulson, he would have been Coulson. Oh right. Yeah, essentially. But um, yeah, Black Panther's great. Friggin' watch it. Ryan Coogler so has made one of the best big budget blockbuster movies around and hats off to him. And he's 31 and black. Yeah. Which is impressive. Let's see what he makes next. Probably Black Panther 2. No. Because <laughs> he stepped away from Creed 2, didn't he? Yeah. So, you know, he's not going to be tied to any sort of franchise for a long period of time. If he wants to leave, he'll leave. Yeah. It's There's good. some good stuff going on. Like, similar to that, like in terms of like being a film that's intrinsically thinks intrinsically black 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 lightning's been on netflix and that is like that's hit this nice little middle ground between arrow and luke cage in tone and it's been really solid that i like the fact that they're not afraid to go to bat for people with no neck (laughs) yeah he's got no neck i've brought that up i thought it was weird barry allen's got too much neck he's got no neck it needs to swap yeah Mm. the only thing that's bothered me in black lightning so far is dc comics exists in the black lightning universe yeah (laughs) that bothered me a little bit my my biggest issue with it right now is just the use of the word lighty and darky. <laughs> that fucking the guy playing out. Tobias Wales really good. Mm. That guy's like he's like he's not far below Masahara Ali was in Luke Cage in terms yeah. of being a threatening. He's, no, he is a solid like he's a solid yeah. and he's a really interesting villain. It's just like someone who wrote the script clearly went, ah, oh, you know what? I'm a forty year old white dude. I want to write something where someone says whiteys and darkies. I just need to put it in there. It's a good series, though. It's a good series. Yeah, it's a good series. It's just, I think, problematic use of words. I understand why he says them and why the character's angry at both those sides, but I think bringing back that into the vernacular of TV audiences is It's interesting that this is blatantly eventually going to cross over with Arrow. It's made by the same producers. And they're going to have to... Are they going to lighten up Black Lightning to... Because it's, it's darker in tone than the other shows. It's more well, violent. And... Yeah, and also, he doesn't leave his place. Yeah. That's the problem. He doesn't leave his place because that's where he protects. Yeah. But they mentioned, like, there's other superheroes out there. Yeah, like, they mentioned Bloodhaven and stuff, don't they? Batman and Nightwing. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting, yeah. It's, I think that's been good so far. Mm. But, um, yeah, we've got, we've got Jessica Jones is back in a couple of weeks, though. Yeah. Yay, diversity. Jessica Jones is back in a couple of weeks. Annihilation is a female-fronted action sci-fi. Yeah. Um, we've got Peter Rabbit good movie about rabbits <laughs> Panton Bear because Fat Time is a good film Panton about Bear, Bear 2 yeah it's being yeah. released Fat Time Bear's got some movies outside it's of Daniel Dakota and DVD films. if anyone hasn't watched the most mm. positively reviewed film in the history of Rotten Tomatoes then uh, time time to do it soon yeah. it is actually Paddington 2 is still a great fucking film you're going to buy it on 4K oh, I've already ordered pre-ordered it you child what? You haven't seen it. You no. don't know. You don't no. understand. What's the first how... one? It was all right. The first one's all right. The second one is a masterpiece. Mm. It's not even a fucking joke. Like, I've said this already multiple times, but when I have to, w- when I want to watch a film, I want to watch something where stuff is connected and it works. And, and if you're setting something up, it's the, the whole thing. There is, there are rules to cinema. And I know you say that there shouldn't be rules and all this other shit, but there are rules to cinema and there are reasons that things work. And there are reasons why, you know, if you're going to put something into a film, you only get like an hour and a half, two hours. You can break all the rules rules and make a masterpiece. Otherwise, the room wouldn't exist. That's true. But, you know, with Paddington, everything that's set up pays off. 
Hmm. It works. Jokes don't fall flat because you don't understand them or they're referencing something else. They all work. The physical comedy works. It is such a weird thing that it has struck this perfect balance where everything is just working. And it's funny and it's silly, but it's glorious and it's well directed and it's clear and it's, you know, motivations are clear and just it's fucking incredible. Compared to something like last year I had to put with fucking Justice League. Can't forgive it. But Justice League's not the worst of the DC films. No, it's not. No. no. Yeah, we've got Batman vs. Superman. We've got Suicide Squad. We've got fucking Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's not a, the worst. They're stepping in the right direction. That's like saying that I've given you a dog shit, but in the middle yeah. of that dog shit is a piece of sirloin steak. Nice. If you eat the dog shit, you're eventually going to get to a bit of that steak. Nice. But you've got to work on trust in that situation as well, because hey, I may have not put don't, steak in that don't shit. put down, like, steak with a nutty coating. But, yeah. like... You know what I mean? You can put like, peanut on steak. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if I've lied to you and the... the, but, uh, the last year, just... last year, the DC films last year, Wonder Woman was pretty damn good. I didn't like Wonder Woman. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. We reviewed good. this last time. The problem was there's shoddy special effects, a shit ending, and pointless, pointless side characters that didn't work. Yeah, it did. It Cliched dialogue. You don't know like, films. No, I do. That's the problem. I no. know films. No, you don't. No, it's films. so cliche. Oh, he has nightmares. Oh, I work for both sides. I sell. Oh, we're gonna go to no man's land. Yeah. Oh, bullets it's don't affect you. It's all about the morality you. of war. Stuff doesn't happen. Oh, let me hold that door for you. Oh, scared of symbolism. I'm not scared of symbolism. It's just a shitty. <sighs> like this is the problem. People loved Wonder Woman. So if I say I don't like Wonder Woman, I'm an asshole. But if I turn yeah. around and say to people legally, like. <laughs> If I turn around and say to people there are films with much better representations of women and there are films with better representations of women in positions of power, there are films, you know, just better about females and, and the way that females work and, and just loads of shit. Like, there are just... there are. Films... I know you want to go to bat for Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Which is a great time, movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. And White and Chicks. Oh, oh. <laughs> White Chicks is a terrible movie. Sorority Girls is a terrible movie. But, like... Roman Michelle's High School Musical is a great movie. High School Musical. <laughs> High School Musical yeah. is a great movie and it has a really positive message. Yeah. Be yourself. Doesn't matter if it's That's successful what or not. Woman did. No, she, she beat didn't. herself. She didn't be herself. Yeah, she did. She didn't. She was never herself. <laughs> uh, I know. I didn't like Wonder Woman and everybody and I'm really sorry about that. You're going to go to jail. It wasn't a very good movie. You could go to jail, man. It just wasn't a good movie. I think that probably people liked it a lot more than than, than I did because, you know, they had seen Suicide Squad <laughs> once, whereas I watched it twice. Why? Because there was an extended cut and I was hoping... Fucking idiot. I was hoping they brightened it. It still had Jared Leto in it. I know. Nothing um, make nothing nothing good comes from him. In a year when I could safely say that I would rather watch rather watch Bright again than any of the DC movies. Bright is part of the DC universe. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, he was actually just is the same character. Yeah, Deadshot. Yeah, yeah. Gonna take this moment. Anyway, that's the end of all this. Finishing the podcast. All right, because I don't want to be editing this for ten hours. Okay. Right. So, bye. So, my name is Matt. You can find me at Chris Apocalypse on yeah, Twitter. At you MGA. can find Ant at LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. You can also find him on YouTube. He is the most popular Mellow Gaming channel. Yeah, 500 subs. 500 yeah. subscribers. One sec. Can we, can we just... Is that 500 confirmed, Ant? It's confirmed. It's confirmed. Confirmed 500 subscribers. He Very is now cool. The, <laughs> he is now the most popular Mellow Gaming channel on 
My 500th subscriber was OP Gamer. Congratulations, OP Gamer. You win. He's got five subscribers. Well, he wins free content, doesn't he? He also si- subscribed to Markiplier, Candy Eevee, Cubs Scouts. They've, all these people have got loads of subscribers, except for me. I think you may be a pedophile. <laughs> okay. So that is Chris Apocalypse episode 82. Stay fucking sexy. And remember, no matter what happens, you can always pretend to be a Nazi if they uprise. And then as long as you're white, I'm sure you'll be fine. But just don't catch, you know, don't get caught with a copy of Black Panther. I would. I might buy that one. Might might be the first Marvel film I'll buy for a while. Buy it in 4K? No, because... It's the same price as a Blu-ray. I don't have a 4K Blu-ray player for a start. You will eventually, though. Yeah, one day. And I want to watch it when I get it. Yeah, I know, but like, you want to get it before you buy it. You watch it. No. Yeah, you do. By the time I get a 4K Blu-ray player, we'll be on holographic movies. That's right, don't worry. I've already, I've already pre-ordered it in 4K. Uh, uh, bye. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was beautiful in 4K. Really nice. Like, ridiculously nice. You know what else is nice? Showgirls. Classic. Anal. Yeah. Bye. Bye.